Good day and welcome once again to our Bible study. Today we'll be starting a new chapter, chapter 12 in the Gospel of John. We'll be covering verses 1 through 11 today. The title of today's lesson is Jesus Anointed at Bethany. So what we're going to see here this week is, remember Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, the resurrection, right? Many was there, many witnessed that, especially the religious leaders. And we know that the scripture told us that many went away believing in what Jesus had did, that Jesus really was the Messiah, right? Now we ended last week's lesson where the religious leaders are plotting, if you remember, to kill Jesus. So today we're going to see that Jesus is anointed. He's anointed back at where he raised Lazarus from the dead in the village or the town of Bethany. And remember, Bethany means the house of the poor or the house of the afflicted. And we're going to talk more about that in today's lesson. So with that being said, open up your Bibles to John chapter 12. We're starting in verse 1. And again, we're going 1 through 11. And this is what the scriptures say, starting in verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure Nord, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would later betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief as keeper of the money bag. He used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should, she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and they came. Not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on the account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. So let's go back up to verse 1. And the scripture in chapter 12 starts off like this. Six days before the Passover. Now once again. We mentioned this many of times in the Bible, in this Bible study, right? Over and over again, that numbers are very, very important. And right here, the first thing we see is the number six, six days, six. Six in scripture means grace. So it has to do with the grace of God. Now, the scripture all goes on to tell us it was six days before what? Passover. Now, that's a very important festival in the Jewish culture right? It's also called the festival of redemption, right? If we go back all the way back to the book, the book of Exodus in the old Testament, right? There was a time when the angel of death came over Egypt 
And God told Moses, I want you to go tell all the Israelites, the Hebrews. I want you, I want them to slain a lamb, to kill a lamb and, and put all that blood around the doorposts of their homes. Because you see, when the angel of death is going to pass that night, their homes would be protected. The angel would see the blood of that home, right? On the, on the doorpost of that home. And because he's seen the blood, everyone would be saved in that home, in that household. But without the shedding of the blood, without putting blood on, on the doorpost, right? God told Moses, then the firstborn will die throughout the land of Egypt. So in this text, we see the number six. And I just told you that six means grace. So we see that grace is intertwined, intermingled, you can say, with Passover. Why? Because Passover, also known as the festival of redemption, can only be partaken only if that person is a recipient of God's grace. Hallelujah. Now, why do I say that? Because it was only by keeping the Passover in Egypt that night, utilizing the blood of the Lamb, that people could experience this Passover experience, you can say. They can go through it, right? If, if, if they didn't take the blood of the Lamb and pour it around their, their doorposts or spread it around, then what, what would happen? The Bible tells us the firstborn would experience what? Death. So it's a matter of life or death. And life by the blood of the Lamb, meaning Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua, right? If you believe and you accept that blood, and that blood, that blood is going to protect us, that blood is going to save us, that blood is going to resurrect us, hallelujah, right? That's what this scripture is teaching here. It is only by or through the blood of the Lamb, by God's grace given to him upon his son, Jesus Christ, that we all going to be able to experience this Passover, this resurrection, that the angel of death will pass over our home. Hallelujah. And we'd all be saved. The scripture also continues on. It says, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So Jesus, we see, goes back to Bethany. Now remember, this is exactly where this miracle took place. Him raising Lazarus from the dead, right? It's exactly where he, he, he lived in his village, Lazarus, with his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And the scripture tells us here that Jesus entered a place. And that place reminds us of what took place there. By Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, from the grave. So this is symbolizing a resurrection. Now remember... It's the festival of Passover, the feast of Passover, the festival of what? Redemption, which means or represents what? Resurrection. Now, according to Jewish law, there's three major festivals that Jewish males 14 or, or I'm sorry, 20 or older, 20 years or older, they must attend this, these three festivals according to Jewish law. And we know that Jesus, being obedient to the Father, right? Being obedient to the Torah, because he was a Jew, what he does? He attends. So Jesus, although he attends the festival, we see right here, the scripture tells us, he didn't stay in Jerusalem. 
But where does he stay? He goes back to what? Bethany. Now remember, Bethany means house of the poor. So this represents that this area where Jesus is staying is very, very poor. So it shows us this, that Jesus chose to stay with poor people. People that didn't have anything. They didn't have money. They didn't have authority. They didn't have, they didn't have power. They struggled to get food. See, he could have stayed anywhere he wanted. He could have stayed in the city with, with the wealthy. Where there was money and power, authority, food, everything he had at his fingertips, he, he, he had had it. But he chose to stay with people who had very little to nothing at all. See, those who had affliction in their lives. So we see that Jesus goes back there because there's a connection that he's teaching us. That is through grace that we receive redemption. And by the means of this redemption... We're going to have a resurrection experience. Amen. Verse 2. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Him meaning Jesus. So we see here in this first text that a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. So we know it's a very, it's going to be a very nice dinner, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's in Bethany. It's the house of the poor, the house of the afflicted. But in their eyes, it's very, very nice. It's, it's a nice dinner. Why? Because they're putting it on for our Savior, Jesus. Now, how do I know that? That they know that he's going to die. We're going to see that in a few seconds, right? Because Mary is, is given a, a vision. Mary knows that Jesus is going to die. So Martha serves. So it shows us here. That we all need to be servants because Martha always was what? Serving, right? That's what a disciple does. He or she serves. While Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Now, at this meal, we see a group of people at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. We also see this, that Lazarus here is present. In other words, the one who had been dead, and everybody knew this. The Bible tells us that here he is, he's at this dinner with Jesus, and he's reclining at the table. Now, reclining in Jewish culture has to do with partaking of a meal. In other words, if you eat this meal, if you satisfy with this meal, the food was good, right? Eating, e eating is good in Jewish culture. So what do you do? You recline after, right? You fellowship. Now, why is this important? Because according to the Torah, one eats to bless God. Amen. Remember, what's the first thing that one of the first things, not the first, but one of the first things that Jesus said after he resurrected Lazarus from the dead. He tells the sisters, get him something to what? Eat. Get him something to drink. Those people that he healed throughout the Gospels. We, we see, Jesus tells them, go get you something to eat. Go get you something to drink. So, so eating in, in Jewish culture, right, represents one that eats to bless God. So he, here he is having this meal. It's a great meal. And he's with our, 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 our Lord. He's with our Savior. He's with Yeshua. He's with Jesus, right? So this is what the resurrection is all about. That's what this is showing us. It gives us a kingdom intimacy. 
with Messiah, with Jesus of Nazareth. Amen? Verse 3. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nord, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet. She wiped his hair, his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So we see that Mary takes a pint, a very expensive perfume, right? Now what the scripture is pointing out here is that this perfume is very, very, very expensive. See, we need to understand this. This is Bethany. This is the house of the afflicted, the house of the poor. This is where all this is taking place. It's very, very poor people that's living here, right? So what she's doing, she's taking this expensive perfume and she's pouring it on the feet of Jesus. Why? Why is she doing that? Well, we're going to find out in a second or two. But what I want you to see here is that in Jewish culture, many people, even the poor people, they would save for something that's very, very important. It might take them years to save. It might take them a whole year to save, right? See, in those times, you can use money to buy something. Or you can trade for something that you had that was of equal value for what you wanted. So it's an equal trade-off. It was an equal value system, right? So nobody knows how this perfume was, was invested, I guess, or bought, whether it was over years or whether they took something that was very, very important of the family and they traded it in. But we know that this perfume is a financial resource. That's what we see in the scripture. It's, I mean, it's the most expensive thing they have. It was worth 300 denarius. A denarius is one day's pay, one denarius. This is 300 denarius. So it's very, very expensive. So was, there were, she was either saving up for a long time or she traded of something of equal value of that family that that family needed. It's a financial resource, you can say. And that's what some scholars believe. That this perfume was security for the family. So she takes that perfume, she pours it on Jesus' feet, she wipes his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So she's showing right here an act of love for Jesus. Notice what the scripture tells us. That the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. See, the Bible talks about pleasing fragrance in the nostrils of God. Amen. That he created man in his own image. Hallelujah. So the scripture right here is showing us that her security is not in anything that represents the world. It's not in anything that represents material things that money can buy. She's showing us here in the scripture, showing us that her security is only in Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Messiah. Amen. Verse four. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who were later to betray him, objected. But you see, one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Now again, it's just a, it, it shows us here that the disciples at this time, they're on a different page than Jesus. They don't get it. They don't understand what Jesus stood for. They don't understand why Jesus was sent here 
into this world. They don't understand. Now, later on, they will. But at this point, they don't. Especially this disciple here, Judas Iscariot. The Bible tells us who would later go on to betray him. He objected. So he doesn't see right here Judas. And we know why. Because Judas is controlled by Satan. And God allows that in our life. See, God allows Satan to attack us at times, right? Because it's a, it's a true test of faith. Are you believing in God, right? Or are you really truly believing in Jesus? Or you close to him right now because you want something in your life. You see what I'm saying? So God allows things to happen. And, and But but the, the Bible also tells us in Romans 8, 28, that what? All things work out for the good for those who believe. Those who keep the faith, right? For their own purposes according to Jesus. So if you understand that, that you're living in the spirit and you're living for Jesus, hallelujah, that, that you're living for his will and not your will, then nothing should phase you in this life because you know all things work out for the good for those who believe in Jesus Christ, hallelujah, right? So we see here that Judas Iscariot doesn't see the spiritual aspect, the spiritual importance of what's taking place here. See, he isn't looking at the heart of Mary. He's not looking for the family security. He's, he, he, he's only looking for what himself, as you're about to find out. He's not looking for their wealth. He's not looking for none of that. It's not about them. He's looking about for himself. Look what he says in verse 5. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages, 300 denarius. Now, first... What, what he says here is a lie. I mean, he doesn't want to sell this and give the money to the poor. What, now, why do I say that? I say that because of what verse 6 tells us. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. Now, this scripture says a lot. He says he didn't do this because of the poor. He didn't want to help the poor. He didn't love the poor. He only loved himself. Because he was a thief. Now what does a thief do? You know what a thief does? They lie. Why? To cover up their true intent. So he puts a real spiritual twist on this, right? I mean, he says, man, you should have sold all this and gave this money to the poor. But, but what we also see is that this perfume is worth a lot, a lot of money. A year's wages. The Bible tells us 300 denarius. Now, just imagine a year's worth of work being saved up. I mean, that's a lot of coins. That's a lot of money. Mary uses this expensive perfume on Jesus. Why? Because she loves him. Because you see, Mary has revelation from God and Mary knows what's fixing to happen to Jesus. Remember, all this is taking place where? Passover, the festival of redemption, the feast of redemption. Passover not only represents redemption, but we also need to understand and know that Passover is what? It represents death. See, in order to be resurrected, one must first what? Die. And this is why we have the death of the lamb or the death of the firstborn. Because you can't have both. It's one or the other. In other words, if you have the blood of the lamb, then you live. Although you die physically, you live. But if you death of the firstborn because you reject the blood of the lamb, 
then what happens to you? <laughs> you die. You separated from God eternally. And that's what the scripture is teaching us here. See, and Mary understood this. She understood that Jesus is going to die. I mean, she heard Jesus. She followed Jesus wherever he went. He heard, she heard over and over again, tell his disciples and tell people, I'm going to Jerusalem for Passover. But I'm the son of man. The son of man, Jesus says, will be betrayed. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be thrown in jail. But I'm also going to be crucified. But it also says this, that on the third day, God the Father is going to what? He's going to resurrect me. And, and Mary understood this. That he had to die for us so we can live. Hallelujah. You see, it was the Jews. It was the Romans. The religious leaders. Right? You might say, they killed Jesus. Well, in a sense, physically they did. But in the, God of, uh, in the plan of God, it's us because of our sins. Because of our sinful nature. Because we were born into sin. And the only way we can, we can experience that kingdom experience, right? That resurrection, that life with Christ is by what Jesus did on the cross at Calvary. Amen. As a keeper of the money, going back to the scripture, as a keeper of the money, talking about Judas Iscariot, he used to help himself to what was put in it. So we see here that he's in charge of the money. In other words, he's, he's in charge of the money bag in Jesus's ministry for three years. But the scripture tells us right here, he used to help himself to what was in it. So he used to steal. So this is why he said what he said, that you should give money to the poor. Because really what he wanted to do was what? He wanted to steal it. He wanted to take it for himself. Jesus says in verse 7, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. So this means that she had saved up. See, not just physical security. But she saved up for the more important reason. For spiritual purposes. Hallelujah. Because it's all about where are we going. It's not about this earth. You see, she understood this. She understood that Jesus was the Messiah. That Jesus was the Savior. She understood what was going to happen to Jesus. And she saved up for this perfume because she had a revelation from God. She wanted this expensive perfume. Why? For this night. For this occasion. So she can pour it on the feet of her Savior. Verse 8. You will always have the poor among you, Jesus says. But you will not always have me. So he's letting them know what's about to take place, what's about to come, meaning his physical death. Verse 9. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and they came. Not only of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So we see here where it says Jews, remember in Scripture, anytime it says Jews, it means the leadership. So we see here that the leadership, some of the leadership, they come out to Bethany because they hear Jesus is there with Lazarus. And what they want to do is they want to see. They want to see Jesus. They want to see Lazarus. They want to see both of them together because they heard about this great miracle that took place. So they go all out to Bethany. So Jesus, again, is attracting people. More importantly, he's attracting the religious leaders. 
And this didn't sit well with the higher ups. I'm talking about the chief priests, Caiaphas. Verse 10 tells us, so the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. So when all this is taking place and, and all the talk amongst the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, everything that's taking place, they're talking. And the upper echelon of the Sanhedrin knows that we have religious believers that are actually believing this in this Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we can't have this because we're going to lose power. We can't have this, we're going to lose authority because once the Romans find out, then they're going to they're going to shut us down. Like, like we can't do it. We can't have a riot. We can't have an uproar in the community. Remember, as long as you pay taxes and you kept the peace, Rome let Israel do whatever they wanted to religiously. So basically, you could say they was in charge, right? As long as they paid taxes, as long as the people didn't uprise. But here we see Jesus having a major following. And that's an issue for the religious leaders. Verse 11, last verse 4 tonight. For on the account of him... Many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. So there you go. So they want to put Lazarus to death because Lazarus was resurrected and had this, was involved in this great miracle. And now some, and most of the religious leaders, what they're doing, they're turning their attention on Jesus. They're turning their attention on Lazarus. And because of this, the chief priest Caiaphas, he starts to plan, I'm going to put Lazarus to, to, to death as well, besides Jesus. So we see that the more the religious leaders believe in Jesus as the Messiah, then the more the higher ups and the higher government officials or religious officials, they become aware of this. And what do they want to do? Because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and because they're gaining all that attention, Jesus and Lazarus, they also want to do what? They also want to put Lazarus to death. Why is all of this taking place? Because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus did, because what Jesus stands for, because he stands and he gives life. He stands and he gives resurrection purpose. Now it's a matter of whether or not you want to receive this life. It's a matter of whether or not you want to receive this resurrection, that you want the blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross, right? To overshadow you and take over. Where you can live in the kingdom of God forever. And not be separated from God. Which means you die. And that ends our lesson for this week. We're going to continue on next week. We're going to continue on in the, in, in the gospel of John in chapter 12. We sure do appreciate you all tuning in and listening today. It will be a blessing to someone. Share this, this, this podcast to someone maybe you think. That, that, that needs hope and that uh, maybe is struggling, you know, with, with, with the truth of God and maybe with scripture. Uh, why don't you go ahead and share this. And uh, we love you guys. Until next week, God bless.